This episode of the Good and the Bad and the Geeky podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Audible.com, over 85,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and no celebrity has endorsed any aspect of this show. Welcome out to another episode of The Good, The Bad, and Geeky. I'm Nick Nitro. Along with me, as always, is... Nate. <laughs> John. <laughs> and welcome out to episode 141, the week of uh, April 19th. But uh, those listening to Ustream, first off, hello. And then... Uh, Hi. We Hi. hope you enjoyed our music. Wait, is, is, this, hey, Wendy's this, here. Wendy's here? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Lord, jeez, I know. I'm so sorry. I feel like such a jerk. We kept wanting to drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Hey, what's the name of that song at the end podcast? Uh, that is CeeLo Green, Bright Lights, Big City. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But we have a, we actually have a very packed episode today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we interview Bob France, uh, who does the independent comic 41. We'll have him after the break. We got all your Twitters and emails and all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff. We also have a conference call uh, with the guys from Fringe. Uh, Well, I've edited like 40 minutes of it down to like four little minutes or so, which which will be uh, hopefully pretty good for you guys out there. Yeah. So if you uh, we have there's a little uh, spoiler they give out, sort of a half spoiler, which is pretty neat. And uh, a spoil, a spoil. They give out a spoil. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A spoiler. Liar. Liar. So, uh, but yeah. So, how's uh, how's everyone's weeks going? Everyone's going good. Yes. 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 I signed Wonderful. up for this thing called Warrior Dash. What's Warrior Dash? Obviously, it's a dash John's, of warriors. John's going to do it as well. You're going to do it too. Yeah, but he's going to do still, it. I'm still trying to decide. Oh, okay. It's basically a 5K, uh-huh. but instead of just running 3.1 miles, which I mean, if it's great if you can, but it's just boring to just to run, just to run in a circle. This it has obstacle courses in it. It's almost like a boot camp. Like, you go through tunnels, you climb, you go through, like, a river, like, going over logs, you climb hay bales, go through... I'm trying to remember everything. God, There's just so like many a, different things you could... I actually didn't think about it before. I should have thought about it more before I started this No, it's okay. Well, I, is there a big giant man, you know, looks like, you know... There's a cargo net. Built up, like, you know... <laughs> I remember there's a cargo net you climb. Mm-hmm. Is, is a big man, like, throwing stuff at you, kind of like, you know, a gladiator, maybe? No. Oh, that'd be cool. You mean, like, Nitro? Like, well, yeah, I was going to go a, there. They gotta do Nitro the or Blazer? Yeah, they got to do it up on a pedestal, shooting tennis balls oh, at you. Oh, do you remember Zap? <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember Zap. Oh, Zap was God. sweet. Sweet, dude, she I remember the American Gladiator. Scared me. Heck yeah. But yeah. she had a pretty face. It was just her body that was disgusting. Did not look anyway, like it looks two really fine Pringles. So I signed up. You get a free shirt, free hat. Warrior-dot-com. Did not. And they do it in like half hour increments. So we're, we're, well, we're in Columbus area. So is that for nationwide? Oh, it's in Logan, Ohio. 
It's in Logan, Ohio. Oh, it's, 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 it's international. Yeah, they do it in different cities. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, so is Even this Australia. a competition to go into a larger Warrior Dash? No, I, I don't God, think so. I hope not. I don't think so. Are you guys? Can you I join in teams? On... No, it's an, it's individual. But I mean, they encourage you to sign up with friends and yeah. you know all like go ever... at the same time. And that's yeah. cool, man. I don't think it's necessarily like. I mean, they get prizes for fastest time and stuff. But oh, do they? Yeah, but oh, I don't. God. I think it's more just to do know, it. go oh, and, yeah. and get through it. I know? fully plan on throwing up <laughs> at least three times. Three times, not not the not four, one, the last one's not two, be a dry but three. The last one's probably gonna be a dry. Three. Heave. That's. What about a three? What if you did a three throw up? What's that? Three <laughs> is a three to five vomit. I'll take the rapist for five hundred. <laughs> and the final answer is three. Three judges. Judges will life. accept that. I hate my <laughs> life. Pick a number. It can be any number you want. But what about our guest host? How has her week been? It's been very well. Thank it, you. It's been very well. Nothing exciting. You uh, you created such a stir on Facebook. I mean, you, you out there probably don't follow her, obviously, but uh, <laughs> we follow her, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you created a little forever on your Facebook. You're like exciting things are happening, big big yeah, time adventures, yeah. and everyone's like, "What's going on, Wendy?" I know. I had a lot of people thinking I was in this like secret relationship. Really, yeah. I have just been in a great mood. Um, my class is nice. Over. Nice, uh, nice to have and, um, a little bit of a break before I they do, start again. I do have three classes left before I graduate. I started working out every night. Awesome. So I'm pretty excited. <laughs> how was your week? It was yeah, Nick, how was your week? It was pretty good. I, I was on my first ever conference call, and that really freaked me out because I've never... It's just bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought... You'll call a conference line, and they'll be like, uh, hello, you'll be added to the call, and you get added to the call, and it's like mass hysteria. No, it re- no really. Like, you, I, don't, I didn't know what it would be like. And you, you, you call the line, right? And then you get some person – you just get music. And you're like, well, did I dial in right? Because the, the instructions just say, call this number, say what show you're, you're – you're, what conference are you looking to join, and you know, don't lie. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I, I call the number. They're like, uh, after music playing for five minutes, and it's, uh, it's supposed to start at like, was it uh, something thirty? I call like at two twenty or whatever. I'm thinking this will be fine. It's three thirty four. Music's still playing, and I'm like, no one's picked up. I'm like, oh my god, did they start it without me? What's going on? I I I think I fucked <laughs> up here. And then some guy goes, oh yes, sir. welcome to the AT and T conference call center. Uh, <laughs> What uh, what is your conference call definition? And I'm like, uh, you mean what am I supposed to? Yes, your username, Fringe. Okay, that's great. Let me connect you over. <laughs> You'll hear instructions when you get over. You're gonna hear music for a while. Okay. <laughs> so I get music again. Another four minutes goes through. Again, I think I missed the call or they started without me. Yeah. Yeah, I finally get through and goes, and finally the music stops, and someone goes, "Welcome everybody out to the AT&T sponsored Fox-based Fringe call, conference call, French conference call." They made sure to say French conference call. I have no idea what the U.S. version of the conference call would be, but it's the okay. French version. Okay. Was anybody even talking French? <laughs> no, no, no one was talking French at all. What was the purpose of the French? Did the French create the conference call? Or this version? I don't know. I don't know. So then some guy comes on like, well, thank you everybody for calling out to the, to the conference call. We're very proud that you're here. Uh, you're going to hear some instructions here really quick, but uh, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh my God, this is this is so cool. And then some guy comes out and is like, yeah, uh, 
Welcome out to the French French conference call. It's great to have you here. <laughs> he hated it. He hated it, and he's like, "I bet you're all very excited to be here." I'm drunk. Uh, yeah, almost sounds like he's a little drunk. He's a little It's almost like it's almost like Kiff Croker from Futurama got a little bit more monotone bass voice, mm-hmm. and he's like, Ugh. "Oh, Kiff." Okay. <laughs> You're going to do the fringe fringe call. Here we go. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, really? Really? Okay. This is, you're, you're bringing me down. And then, of course, they say, you got to hit star one, get your question in queue. Eventually, I'm going to talk to the guys who did fringe. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Then after those three people have asked their sets of questions, we're running out of time. Oh, no. Uh, we're going to just ask you to ask one question. Which, by the way, even though... You are listening to everything. You, all the channels are muted. So, and they go. Uh, next question is from John in uh, Minnesota's uh, Examiner. Yeah. Uh, you, go. And so then you're then you're unmuted and you can talk. At this point, usually they will let you talk to them, like have an open conversation. But again, you know, the three fuckers <laughs> ruined it for everybody else. Yeah. They get to everybody else. They like they cut people off. They don't even get to say thanks for talking to us because you know we appreciate. It. They, they cut you off. They oh. only. Yeah, and then uh, I was apparently in the last half of the queue. I didn't hit star one, so I didn't get to ask any questions. So what you're about to hear, uh, long story short, is from the French conference call. And I've sort of edited 40 minutes of the call together so you guys can listen to it. And then, uh, so here we go. Hey, guys, before before we do any uh, questions, first of all, um, this is Jeff. But speaking on behalf of both of us, thank you guys all for making your time, you know, available to be with us today. We know that among you are are several people who, who... follow the show closely and are are huge supporters and we recognize that a large 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 um sense of the fact that we're coming back for season four is due largely to you guys um for your support and drumming up attention for the show and we could not possibly be more grateful thank you very much um leonard is you know leonard uh leonard retired from acting um a couple of you know at the end of our season finale um and he was very sincere about that, but uh, uh, Joel and I and, uh, uh, and Akiva were sitting around talking about the, the, you know, the notion that William Bell would inhabit Olivia's mind, and we came up with what we thought was a really cool idea, and we called Leonard and pitched the idea to him, and he just started laughing, and he said, okay, I'm in. How do you want to use me? And... Uh, and, and we talked him through that and participating in the show. It's more than just giving us license. Like, obviously, Anna did a, spl- a spectacular job you know, sort of, like, uh, becoming William Bell. But I guess we can safely say that it gives new meaning to alternate, you know, alternate reality. But uh, it, it's very much... <laughs> Our goal was to try and... You know, make two shows about one show, have a very compelling mythology on the other side, and, and hope that, that our viewers and fans w- would be as engaged as we are with those people on the other side, which, you know, if, if you can imagine looking at it from our perspective back then, it was, you know, we didn't know. It would, would, it, would, it would really engage in it as much as we would like, but we're it's actually going to end. Yeah, it's, it's not, not going to end. It's not going to end. That's our plan to go forward. Um, you know, um, that's that's a part of our, the language of, of the series now. So now, you know, it's a huge success for us in that regard um, because we know that everybody really has invested in the stories over there, and 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 I can we can promise that it's going to be you know it's going to be even more compelling, and we're going to develop those characters even more, and we're going to see more of 
of uh, our characters through their eyes and their characters through our eyes. And I, I you know, it, it'll definitely dimensionalize further. It, it, the baby will have a, it will be part of it, but how it's handled, you know, it's definitely, remember, this is cringe. You're getting a little overly excited. There's no, I mean, while all our cast can't sing, <laughs> you know, um, <clears throat> with the exception of Josh, I think he said he couldn't sing, but I don't believe it. I think he can. Um, nobody sang on that album. The, the album was recorded in 1970, Josh would have been a wee little lad. Yeah, there, there are, there, at, at last count, we've been able to track a couple hundred. So there are, you know, so let's assume that there's more than that. Uh, we have, we are always, you know, we are always percolating ideas for next season, but we haven't formally sat down and started. We're, we're still finishing up this season. Um, and then we'll and then we'll dive into the next. We haven't formally sat down and started talking stories yet. But we have a lot of ideas that we like. Uh, absolutely, the the run up to the finale and the finale the, the impacts both universes directly, and we will be going back and forth within episodes. Um, somebody who we all love deeply will die. Uh, we're not introducing a third world. There's our world. Um, and then there's the world that Peter was taken from as a baby, and, and we still have plenty of story to tell as an eight-year-old, and we still have plenty of story to tell just in those two worlds. And you know, maybe at some point in the future there will be a, a, a third world, but uh, not yet. Not yet. No. I think that we have a we have an ending in mind, and we we we've said this before. It's sort of like a file folder. Like there's chapters that we can tell to round out that ending that we can drop in before we get to the ending that will just make it richer and at the same time aren't necessarily required storytelling for the ending to, to work and be satisfying. Um, one of the advantages to doing what Lost did is by announcing an end date, you make every episode leading up to that end date essential viewing. It sort of just like heightens the excitement and necessity of every episode. Um, but that, that is not a place that we've gone with, with either the studio or the network. Uh, all right, and that was our conference call with, uh, with the creators of Fringe, which was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. All right, well, it's, uh, this is the first time we're going to try this out here. Mm -hmm. um, we got a jingle for, for doing you know listener tweets and emails and all that stuff, so we're about ready to bust it out on you first time here. If you're a fan of 90s cartoon shows, you will recognize this. If not, well, then it's just, you know what? We, we created it. We wrote it right here. As a matter of <laughs> fact, we're all singing it. Uh -huh. I don't know. I mean, however you want to look at it in your demented mind. So, uh, uh, John, what, what day is it, do you think? I believe it might be mailbag day. I think it's a good day. Here we go. Mailbag day. Mailbag day. Mailbag day. I wrote one of the articles. Because I was on the conference call, I was able to put an examiner article out really quick uh, about the news. And we got a few responses from it. The first, this one's from... Uh, Jimmy John's quick. From Nell. I find it really hard to believe they permanently kill off Peter, Walter, or Olivia. Maybe they do a Harry Potter kill Peter or Olivia off without really killing them. Thanks, Nell, for your email. Uh, next one is from Gabrielle, also about the same thing, which is way to be overly dramatic, and I have to say that killing Olivia would be interesting, but newt plausible. She said newt, not not. For the story, since Fringe is all about Olivia, she's the main character, while there have been other shows that have gotten rid of the main character and survived, the entire show is based around her perception of the world around her, yada, yada, yada. 
This leads me to Astrid. She's deeply loved and would not destroy any plot lines. Perhaps her death would affect Walter in a certain way, and they can use it as an alternate Astrid in some capacity over there. Plus, I read months ago that the actress playing Astrid wasn't returning next season, so do the math. I never read that. I read that stuff all the time. I've not heard that before. So, uh, Gabriella or Gabe, uh, thank you very much. Our next email is uh, is an actual email from Austin. Well, Who's that loser. Yeah, I wonder who that guy is. Uh, and uh, and uh, Nathan, this one's for you, buddy. Oh, not God, going to lie. No, no, yeah, it's not going to be bad. It's a not going to lie. Cougar Town is no different, and by that I mean no good. Yay! Never thought that I would agree with Nate. You do too, you jerk. You love me, and everything I say is right. Hi, baby. Hi, Austin. It's an email. He can't hear you. He yeah. can't hear me. Oh. <laughs> I did it too. All right. Our, uh, yeah, thank you very much for the email. <laughs> Uh, He's not writing in the live. <laughs> our, uh, anyway. <laughs> our next email is from uh, uh, Joe Doe, and uh, they go, I don't even know if that's a boy or a girl. What's a Joe Doe? Do you even know what a Joe Doe is? A no. Joe Doe? A Joe Doe. J-O-D-O. It could be John Doe. John Doe. I don't know. Oh, there you go. Uh, I just read your article about happy endings and seriously better than friends no freaking way next one is from Timmy J first half of your penny cam video is funny I saw your article about friends and please say it isn't so what main camber- wait what main cast member may die my wife and I watch it show we are giant trekkers and really enjoy sci-fi so it's refreshing to watch a show that picks up the reins of Bowser Galactica and lost Thanks for the heads up. Gives me some misses, me and the misses some time to prepare for the loss. Sort of hope it's not Walter or Peter. They are the core of that show, and so is Anna Tor. But you pretty much said pretty much everybody in the main cast is core of the show. So our next one is from our, our, our common listener Wilbur. He actually wrote us twice in a span Wilbur. of a few years. Wilbur. I was here when you read Nemo. Right, Wilbur. Wilbur's pretty cool. He, hey guys, thought I'd check in again and just say that the Charlie Sheen song, Charlie Sheen song was really great. Hope that it spreads a bit like wildfire because it's really funny and John does a great job singing. Yay! I was also wondering about the uh, Oscar bet thing. Did you guys already see the movie and did John no, choose haven't. yet? As I always and do, I the show not. keep the funny. <laughs> so that's a good. That's a good point. What? What's, what? What? It's yeah. It's past the well, mark. We talked about um, Thor when it came out. Do you want to do Thor? Yeah, I, I would like to see that. Okay. That or or one of the many. Superhero movies that are coming out. Okay, well, it's your call, man. It doesn't matter. We can pick. I want to see all of them, so. I can't pay for all of them. I understand. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Oscar bet happened. John won. I lost. I have to pay whatever movie John wants to see. I'm most consistent. I remain at number two. (laughs) All right. Our next one is uh, uh, from Isaac. And he goes, uh, God, you're dumb. He goes, uh, between, uh, okay. so between me and my husband, we've owned more MP3 players over the years than I can count, including a Senasis, an iRivers, an iPod, Classic and Touch, got Biza Rhapsody, etc. But the last few years, I've settled down to one line of players. Why? Because I was happy to discover how well designed and fun to see the underappreciated and widely mocked Zunes are. And uh, that's sort of out of context. I don't really know. I think when you were on the show, we were talking about the iPhone, oh. and Nathan went on his little rant about all Apple stuff in general. Um, and I, that seems to be a, a Microsoft-favored... I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't... The Zoom's not that bad. It's, nine, it's like $9.99 a month for unlimited downloads or something. Oh, it's Rhapsody. Pretty much. Rhapsody. Rhapsody's pretty nice, actually. But I think you it's a download through Rhapsody, though. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. All right, we actually had two more emails from Wilbur, but they were sent right... I think he... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but uh, next one is from uh, from Wilbur. He goes, "Just want you guys to know that I'm still loving your show. I am now fully caught up to every episode. And just a note: uh, this is a general comment, but more directed at at Nick. 
You may not want to say you like pedophilia or whatever, however it is you say that. Just a little FYI, and I reckon I never heard a dead baby joke until I googled it. I guess I could do without them, but some of them are actually funny, as always, the loyal listener who is Wilbur. P.S. Why the change in the song at the beginning? And, uh, I like the song. I, I like, well, we it's were talking. It's nice for a change. It's, it is. Uh, I, it used to be uh, oh, Little uh, Steven and... Uh, well, yeah, Little Steven and the... Oh, I don't know the rest of the group. I don't know. I think I got it. But, uh, yeah, Little Steven and something something. Well, you arranged it, yeah. And that song is great. So that's pretty much, you know, anytime I think of our actual theme, inside of me, anytime I actually think of our theme song, I always think of that song, no matter what. But yeah, then I switched it up with New Radicals. It's a New Radical song. So, and then after that, I just wanted to change it up. And initially, I was going to change it to something else. And me and John talked over a few songs. I think it was another Cake song. Uh, CeeLo Green song and a Cobra yeah. style song and, and ended up I just chose uh, the CeeLo Green song so that's why that was uh, chosen Wilbur thanks for your emails and then uh, that's that's all our emails uh, do we got some tweets though yes we do is this all from one person that's right Wendy like one person really says fun. all these mm, no I don't know it's really, no it's really good okay <laughs> you read the first one hold on <laughs> We were doing prep for the show, and Nathan just could not read the first one. Okay, this is a tweet from... Hold on. Got it. From Eleanor Downing. Hi, Eleanor. Hi. And it says, Great at Good Bad Geeky episode with at VDoozer, which is Bill Lawrence. Yes, Bill Lawrence. Hearing him talk about social media and TV was fabulous. Fabulous. Well, thanks. I. It was a lot of fun. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. We actually... Got some mad love from V Doozer for sorry, Bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty nice. Yeah, that's nice of him. It was. It was. It was. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's a busy guy. He's, he's, he, he's a busy he guy. Uh, do we have any more tweets or? Yeah, you want to do the next one, Nate, or I will do it if you'd like. I don't mind. I just don't know who this is. All right. So, in response to my question about thoughts on the Paul Reiser show, my question so, meaning probably what Nick said. Oh yeah, sorry. I, I post, if you don't know, if you follow the Twitter feed, I post my articles for Examiner.com. Oh, so this is you saying this? No, he had a yeah. He, I had an art. I had an article with thoughts about the Paul Reiser show. Yeah, right. Okay, so I'll just read it. So this is what Phone Home had said. Thank How you, do John. You know that because I read the damn tweet. <laughs> it doesn't say anywhere. Phone Home. Are you reading the? The sentence? That means they're complete. How about I? Oh, I see what. Okay, I get it. Okay. So, in response to my question about thoughts on the Paul Reiser show, Phone oh Home says, God. terrible. So, he did not like the show. Yeah, he did not. Yeah, it's it a became bad show. too much for yeah, me when they. Act- well, I did not speak when you read your sentence. Shut up! Because I. God! I understood what it said. I get it now. <laughs> and you didn't, have, you didn't have to explain it to me. I'm going to start over. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm about to start over. So, in response to my question about thoughts on the Paul oh Reiser show, God. Phone Home says, it's terrible. Yeah, it became too much for me when they actually had Larry David on. That means they're completely aware it's a crappy ripoff. I have no idea. I'll, yeah, don't. So never, You're fine. You know what? Don't ever. No, just stop. <laughs> don't watch it. Yeah, any goodwill that Paul Reiser might have given you, if you remember Mad About You, don't even go near that shit. All right. Good. All right. Well, Angie Esco asked, have you come across anything like the IT crowd and the BBCs in parentheses and not the office? 
Um, I've not watched the IT crowd. Um, I, BBC is the actual British version, the British network over there. Oh, British Broadcasting. Okay. Yeah, British Broadcasting uh, Company. Um, no, I've, I've not seen the IT crowd. It's in my Netflix queue, um, but I've not, I've not watched it. All right, so uh, do anyone else have anything else they want to add before? Uh-uh. All right, well, we'll go ahead and uh, take a break, and then we'll be right back with uh, 41 comic creator Bob France. You know what book I've not read in a while? What? Angels and Demons by Dan Brown. 
There's a few new ones I wouldn't mind having either. I'm busy a lot of the time too. Yeah, that's why I listen to audiobooks on my iPod Touch. It uh, helps me stay in touch with the books I want to read and allow me to, you know, fit in between the rest of my responsibilities. That's why for some of you listening to the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. I was able to sign up and get a free copy of one of my favorite books. Catch me if you can. Hey, do they have a Horton Here's a Who? Let me check. Yes, they do. So if you'd like to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky. What's that again for the free audiobook? Again, that's www.audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky for your free audiobook.
And we are back! Back to the good, the bad, and the geeky show. I am one of the hosts, Jay Meat. <laughs> I'm Nick Nitro. Oh my god. They know who we are. I know. They've been listening for a half an hour. They have been. We are back. It could be anyone Wendy, else. you just need to reintroduce yourself. Uh, yeah, there we go. All right. Okay. All right. Good to see you. Yeah, I mean, for that horse shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good show. Well, a couple, a couple days ago, Nick uh, interviewed, did an interview with, uh, his name's Bob uh, France. France. Bob France and his uh, comic he does is called, uh, what is it, 41? Yep, 41. And, uh, 41. 41. It's not divisible by anything. <laughs> All right, so uh, so this is the interview with uh, with me and Bob. Hey, Bob, uh, thanks for doing the show. How you doing? I- I'm good. I'm good, Nick Nitro. It's, it's a pleasure to be on your broadcast. It's a pleasure to be speaking to you all the way in Columbus, Ohio, you understand. Oh, yeah. And you're from uh, North Carolina or you're from Virginia? I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Virginia Beach, Virginia. That's a mouthful. Like, that's yes, it is. Idea. Well, it just sounds better. So then people can specifically go on the map and see where Virginia Beach, Virginia is and go, oh, there he is, yes. right there. You know? <laughs> Well, I always try to do a little bit of research on people, uh, you know, beforehand, especially since I was, uh, since I was speaking with you, and I did see that you you were in broadcasting. That's right, I was. I was in broadcasting up until last Thursday, as that a matter of sucks, fact, dude. Because I, I was like, oh, this is really exciting. I, I can talk to him about this, and then I was double checking some stuff, and I was like, oh my god. Uh, I mean, that that sucks <laughs> so bad. Uh, you know, the way I look at it, Nick is. Um are you a sports fan at all? Uh, no, but I know enough to get by. All right, so look, at, look at it like analogy, this, okay? I'm good. In the field that I was in, and that I'm still in, it's it's a 100% chance that you're going to be fired. It's like it's like Joe Torre yep. used to manage the Yankees. He mm-hmm. won the Yankees four World Series, but they fired him anyway. That's just it's it, that's just the nature of the business, you know what I mean? It's going to happen. It's just yeah. how you deal with it, and I feel like I'm dealing with it very well. So yeah, which which is very good. But and I mean, I've heard that you uh, because of your loyal fan base, you know, you guys have. Uh, gotten the owner of of Sinclair to actually post uh, hey 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 you know calm down you know like a little memorandum on the website and all that stuff which I mean that's good that, that your fans aren't forever over that that's no I mean it's it's pretty amazing I appreciate the opportunity I was given by Sinclair Communications to work there for ten years and I appreciate the hard work that the uh, the fans of the Mike and Bob show have put in to try to uh, to try to recapture the magic of the program it's 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 fascinating and it's amazing and it's great it's just it's just nice to feel that loved you know oh yeah definitely well I used to uh, I went to broadcasting school and did all that stuff and. And it just it didn't really work for me in that in that response because it was sort of a cut you know it is it's a cutthroat business as you were saying you know and I'm not I'm not built for that you know what I mean and it makes sense yeah yes yeah, I'm not totally built for that and and so I, I walked away from it and also podcasting today is in a state where state where you spend like at least under a thousand dollars that'll last you for you know ten years of, of, of quality product well hopefully quality uh, podcasting you know what I mean <laughs> so so I, I figured that I, I would take care of that little itch there and I could do other stuff and keep that going on the side. No, it totally makes sense. And, you know, with your podcast, you know, you can talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. So there's a there's oh, yeah. a there's a large sense of freedom there. And it sounds a lot cooler. You know what I mean? What do you do? I work for a commercial radio station. What do you do? I do a podcast. It's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. You're so what an indie guy you are. You know what I mean? So it works either way. Well, let me ask you, because of that. Um, I know, obviously, you're you're going to get another job in in the industry, but have you thought about doing your own podcast or like make the like continue your program with uh, with Mike uh, on the interwebs? I can't probably can't call it the Bob and Mike Show, but you know, or 
I have uh, I have more ideas cooking in my head right now than are possibly imaginable. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I have so many things going on right now. So I mean, anything is possible. Anything. Well, so yeah, you never know. You know. I'm a big comic book guy, and I was I've always been since my dad. Uh, he found Amazing Spider-Man. He or he didn't find him. I was getting Ninja Turtles. I know, really. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're they're relaunching that. I'm super excited about that. Well, Nickelodeon. I see. I'm a little worried though because Peter Laird instead of giving it to someone that he trusts. He gave it to Viacom and their corp. I don't know. I don't trust corporations, man. When it comes to that stuff, dude, you're so indie. It's preposterous. <laughs> I, well, I, to to a degree, like it, like okay, it's like Spider-Man. At the end of the day, you know they're always going to create Spider-Man stuff, and like nine times out of ten, the Spider-Man stuff will be okay. Yeah, it won't be. But like then you look at stuff like with Paramount and Viacom. Movie studios act a little bit different than comic book companies do, even though they're both corporate entities to me. And so it just feels like if Turtles doesn't do well, they're going to lock that shit up so fast in the vault except for like the 80s cartoon stuff which you know I it got me into it but now as an adult I just like I like the grittier stuff even the Archie Comics version which was became a little bit more adult as it went along you know even though it was under the guise of the cartoon show you know spinoff it, mm-hmm. it, it I don't know like it, it bothers me a little bit that Peter Laird just couldn't give it to somebody else that he trusted and just still walk away from it completely well, I'm, I'm still excited just to see new turtle stuff. If oh, it sucks, I, I know. if it sucks, it sucks. If it's awesome, great. You know, I know, especially after the two K three stuff, uh, the cartoon which was out, which I you know until until the very end, where again the corporation part sort of took over, which is keep making we got to make toys and money off of it, which you know you understand a little bit. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, you know that's why you get into things, hopefully to make toys and money. It's, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like the George Lucas model, you know. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, hopefully episode four through six model. You don't want to go yeah. to the episode one through three model because, totally. oh, Lord. But so, yeah, I mean, I've gone to comic books from that. And then dad showed me his old Amazing Spider-Man. As a matter of fact, he he gave them to me to see if, you know, if I could get any money for him. But it's teamed to the point now where we both talked about I'm not going to I'm not going to do that because he has like the even though he's read it so much, the covers ripped off. He has the death of Gwen Stacy and the death of the Green Goblin. That's awesome. Yeah, and he also has like issue 100. He has like matter of fact, I'm wearing a Spider-Man shirt right now, and it says like the man, the spider, or the man. My dad has that issue. As so, a matter of fact, it's it's funny that you should mention that issue because I have a gel skin on my iPhone, and the iPhone is spider. issue 100 of Amazing Spider-Man, which yeah. says the man or the spider. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I totally get the Spider-Man thing, you know. Oh yeah, and then, and because, so because of that, in uh, in the 90s comic books exploded, you know, really big because of Image, I think helped that and, and all that stuff Spawn, Savage Dragon. So I got into comic books really hardcore then and then of course, you know, money becomes an issue, you want to do other things, girls and stuff like that. And so <laughs> <laughs> you you sort of move away from it, but you always I at least for me, I always stayed in touch with that. Now, how is that for you? Were you always like still collecting comic books or did you like me did there's a point where you stopped and then got into it again? Um, there was a – I'm exactly like you. As a kid, I read comic books uh, like like a madman. But it was different then because you couldn't get everything that you wanted every month. Like they didn't have pull sheets. You would just go to like your local bookstore and you would grab what you would grab and you would read it and that would be the end of it. But then I had a friend of mine talk to me about the Civil War. That was in what, 2005? Yeah, Civil War, yeah. It, Civil War is what got me back into comics. I, I Somebody said, hey, do you know all the Marvel heroes are fighting each other? I said, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and from there, it's just kind of been – it's been all downhill. You know, I had to give up drinking and smoking to, you know, support my comic book addiction. But I think it's well worth it in the end. Oh, now let me ask you, did you like how Civil War ended because that's what got you into it? Or did you feel like it was a little like it, it petered off in issue seven? Or? I've, I've said this once before and I'll kind of say it again. Um, the way I look at endings, endings are really tough to do, like because – 
go to any comic book store in the entire world, go to any comic website, everyone and their mother has an idea about how something should end. And if it doesn't work out the way they want it to end, they get kind of upset about things. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Mark Millar, I mean, you know, how are you going to end something like that? How are you going to end the Civil War? I mean, it seemed kind of, I don't know, it seemed kind of strange all of a sudden Captain America after seeing all these crazy things happen and issue seven is going to go. Uh, OK, I'm done. <laughs> You're right. You know what I mean? Like it it, it, it seemed like a kind of like a cop out, but it still was good. It was good enough for me. Like the journey getting there was worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that I, makes any sense. Well, I mean, it's it was so well written and so well done. And just if the ending kind of lacked, you just kind of look back and go, well, it was still a great series. Just the ending didn't have the necessary thing. And if you look at it, the ending was the death of Captain America. They just did. They just chose to do that in, in Brubaker's book. So, you know, it, it was it was good enough for me. Like it got me back in and now I'm now I'm full in all the way and it's just it's great like I, I missed I can't realize I can't believe how long I went without reading comic books in my life and it really is it's it's the best hobby in the entire world you know it's just so it, much fun to do and it's something that I have a six month I have a seven month old daughter oh, and I've already I've already given her her first comics and right now she's wearing her Spider-Man onesie and it's just mm-hmm. like you know she she's in too you gotta you gotta indoctrinate him young you know uh, okay well I, I read the book uh, a few times uh, your book by the way is 41 and uh, do I wait do you have I, I know you have a Facebook page and you have Twitter, but do you have like an actual website for 41? I am working on the website now. A friend of mine is building the site for me. So when it comes out, it'll just be 41comic.com. But right now you can get it on the Facebook, facebook.com slash 41comic. The Twitter is the same thing, 41comic. Uh, it's twitter.com slash 41comic. But yeah, well, the website will be should be launched soon. So That's cool. And, and uh, are you uh, – now, did you guys launch – because was it Comic King? Uh, comic Kings is the uh, – they're a local comic shop around here and uh the owner joey boyock is super cool and he's more than willing to help like independent creators because uh we have a like i guess it's more of like a collective there's four of us it's uh myself my friend named um vince white who wrote a book who wrote and draws a book called uh willpower which is fantastic check it out on facebook it's called willpower and then um another friend of mine mike federale he's a writer he's written a, a book called the skyrocket and he's working on a book now called the baku with drew moss and it's it's got a lot of buzz. So I mean, we we're all together. We're called Primal Paper Comics. Like that's the name of our little nice. imprint. And we just we're going to cons this year as Primal Paper Comics. And you know, if you if you see us at Charlotte, we'll be at Charlotte. We're going to be at Baltimore. Nice. You know, stop by, say hello, pick up some of the books, and you know, we'd be glad to talk to you about anything in the world. You know. So forty one comic. I read it, and it's an after. It's a. Uh, Apocalypse. It's forty-one days after the apocalypse. No, no, no. It's forty-one years after forty-one an years event. Yeah. after the event. And or does someone in the characters, the characters like Carter or et cetera, do any of them know what caused? Nobody the knows. Nobody knows. There, there are rumors. It's just like the way I look at it is because the majority of the population of Earth mm-hmm. were were wiped out. Gotcha. No. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so no the one knowledge really knows. of the event would be kind of it'd be kind of vague. There'd be theories around. There'd be kind of. You know, I guess like half truce, this, that, and the other thing. So people really don't know. And what I'm going to do is because it's a series, this is the first four issues. Um, issue two is out now. Issue three is getting ready to come out in a couple months. Issue four is in the process of being drawn. Um, in, in, in issue five, there's new characters. There's some, there's some characters that come in and they have their own theories and they're going to talk about it. So it's going to be kind of like um, – 
like a revolving mystery about what happens. But I mean, the reason why it's 41 years into the future is because I figure that's a safe enough time to, <laughs> to, so I don't have to get caught up with the whole idea of, well, how do they have gasoline? Well, they just do because, you know, they figured it out. I don't have to get caught up in like the overall like science of it all. Life, you see what has, I'm life has found a way to continue on after the events. So you don't have to get into the fine print of that. Exactly. And that, and that, no, that, that's very clever. Cause I, you know, never once reading that, did I ever think that because in, in, in every story, there's always people who find they salvage, they find things, and and also the way it was drawn, which it was wonderfully drawn, by the way. And I the name escapes me off the top of my head. Who was your uh, artist? The dude's name is uh, Pablo Papino. He's uh, Pablo was awesome. he recently he, he recently drew something for um for Marvel. He drew a Son of Satan eight page Son of Satan story in a book called uh I think the Tomb of Terror, and he's doing a twenty eight days later issue as well for oh, Boom nice. Studios. So cool. yeah, the art the art's brilliant. It's really great. It, so it, it really is. And uh, he knocked it out of the park. And the way you guys have set it up is you know some of the cities are still standing. So it makes sense to me. It never once dawned on me. Oh, well, how the f- did they do that? No, it was very was very clear that. People have salvaged things, weapons, or they've somehow found a way to make their own. It never once came to me that I think it was very, very well put together in that respect. So it, that never once, and I think that was you being very clever and going, okay, the reader's hopefully smart enough to you don't have to spoon feed it to him. Totally, and that's the whole idea. You know, like I've gotten a lot of stuff about, well, what happened? What happened? Well, yeah, the, that's the mystery, the, though. That, that's oh. to me, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You were breaking up. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, well, you were saying, well, they were, you know, they were asking you what the, what, you know, what, what happened. And I was like, well, that's the beauty of it. That's the mystery of what the whole story is, I would think. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole story is just at the same time too. It's like, you can, I also kind of look at it as you can focus on the past, but if you get, if you focus on the past, you're going to get left behind. You're going to have to continue to strive forward. You're going to have to learn to survive because you can't focus on the past. You can't do it. You know, you have to, you have to worry about tomorrow. If you spend all day worrying about what happened yesterday, you're never going to get anywhere. So the people, the people in the book, the setting of the book is just like, they've chose to forge ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, I a hundred percent agree. That's actually a very, very valid thing, and of course, you said it in this uh, situation where bullets are flying and all this kind of stuff. It, I, it, I, I was very enthralled with the book. I was very pleased with it. I thought it was very well done. Um, now, are, are you sticking with black and white for the whole run? You're thinking, or is oh it, yeah, 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 I have to. In black and white, it's just cost it's cheaper. Effective. Yeah. Now, who are, are you printing with an official company? Or are you doing print on demand? Uh, I am printing basically, uh, there's a local printer I use called Dominion Printing. They're fantastic. And I just print, you know, 250, 300 at a time. And then once they sell out, I'll go back and buy more. Nice. Nice. I just, yeah, I just don't want to be that guy that, you know, goes out and prints 2000 comics and I sell 150, 200 of them. And I'm sitting here with, you know, 800 comics going, what the <laughs> f- am I going to do with these things? You know what I mean? So no, I, I agree with that. I mean, and the thing is with print on demand is that uh, I use Kablam and so far for the most part, I would say 95 percent of the time they've been really good but but anyway so yeah 41 it, it, it takes place 41 years after this event no one knows what it is and who is because there's sort of a bunch of leads who is probably the standout lead character ultimately because i figure this is going to be like a, a sprawling epic which it, it probably is which one is uh, the main character that will eventually come to the forefront? As of right now, there are kind of two main characters, and I think you see a little bit of that in issue one. Mm-hmm. The two main characters from the team, because the t- the story basically at this point is you have a group of uh, mercenaries. You have seven mercs that are hired by a uh, by a man, a, a very mysterious man too, who lives in a bunker, which is always awesome. Bunkers are always good. <laughs> he lives in a bunker. <laughs> And uh, he hires the team to go out and find a researcher that has the kind of key 
to I guess a, a brighter tomorrow. He's made a he's made a great discovery, and, and and it could lead to a better tomorrow. The the main characters of the book will be there are three of them. There's the villain that you haven't met yet. He appears in issue two, Ooh. and there's um, the two main characters would be Carter and Hernandez. Now Carter yep. is the, the is the female of the team. And uh, she's – I kind of put her as like she's the brains of the operation. Yes, you know what I mean? She's yeah. the smartest one. She's not necessarily the toughest chick, but she knows what she's doing. She can handle herself in a fight, but she's clearly the brains of the operation. And then there's Hernandez, who I guess is the kind of old school kind of like shoot first, ask questions later guy. I mean for God's sakes, he's got a beard and a bomber jacket. I mean you don't get any more <laughs> tough than that. You know what I mean? So hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, uh, how, how did you – is this a story you've always had or how, how did you come up with 41? Um, well, first off, I've always been fascinated by the post-apocalyptic setting. I mean, okay. I'm a sucker. You, you can show me any post-apocalyptic movie and I'll watch it religiously. It's just like, I mean, you just run down the gauntlet. Like I love Waterworld. I love the postman. I mean, I love Mad Max. I love, I mean, I've seen movies that probably people have never, I saw this one called the quiet earth. That was like this weird Australian film. I love the setting of post-apocalyptic worlds. I think it's fantastic. And I, and I like the idea of writing a team. So I figured I like the setting teams are always more fun to me than one person so i'm just oh, yeah. gonna i'm gonna put this team together and I, essentially it's the a team in in, po- in a post-apocalyptic yeah, world I, I i was getting that i was like this is like reading the a team yeah you know, in this setting it's it's pretty pretty sweet and the thing is i i really picked up on carter because it, I, again i don't want to spoil anything for those who do read it but it, it she's more mentioned in passing sort of as an inter- because she's introduced into the book yeah it's so. carter it's car basically it's carter and hernandez and the rest you know the rest kind of they do their thing but i still I still spend enough time kind of featuring them in the book oh. throughout. So everybody everybody has kind of like a shining moment. There's a great little scene with, with, with Reyes in issue two that I just love. And, you know, I just try to make sure everybody kind of gets their own little, you know, their own little, I guess, their own little vignette, if you will, like their own little kind of moment to shine. So it's kind of cool. And see, that's, that's the beauty is that sometimes on, with ensemble groups, you know, and I think that you were – in the first issue, you know, you don't have that really problem because you got to introduce everything. But after that – Usually a lot of people have to keep the ensemble going. Who do you bring to the forefront? Who do you not? Or how do you – sometimes they get lost in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Fantastic Four is a good example of that in terms of you know, normal you know, big corporation-based comic books in terms of you – know, uh, you know, I forget his name right now. The, the guy who's running it right now has brought everyone up to the forefront. It, it made it a real ensemble comic. And before that, I think a lot of people lose focus of that. So in general, ensemble characters in comic books can sometimes be very hard. It's difficult to do. You know, you got to kind of keep a spotlight on four people. And in my case, there's seven of them. So, you know, it's a little difficult, but I try to make sure everybody has like their own little, their own little moment to shine, whether it's, whether it's a snappy line or a cool scene or, you know, just something like that. So you can, you can do it without kind of taking away from the overall feel of the book. Definitely. Now, uh, that you're, how many, how many pages are you going for per issue? Does it change or are you going for the standard 23 or are you going for 32? Uh, Well, what happened in issue one was because Pablo had such a heavy workload, he was doing my book. He was doing the Marvel book. My book kind of got pushed down on his priority list, which makes sense. I mean, the guy's working. I mean, he had a chance to do an eight page story for Marvel. He he did a whole issue of, um, of 28 days later. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense to me. I wasn't, you know, there were no hard feelings, but, um, Pablo, the issue ends with, um, with Heilman tied to a chair. That's how the issue ends. But initially in the script, there were, there were six more pages after that, but I kind of knew that, that the artist wasn't going to produce those six pages for me because we had it already, it had already taken eight months to get that far. Yeah. 
So I said, you know what, this is a good ending for issue one. What I'll do is I'll just put those six pages in issue two. So issue one, I think is like 22 pages of actual content, but then issue two is I think like 30 cause it's gotta be by six. It's gotta be by four. So issue two is 32 pages long. So it's 10 more pages on top nice. of, you know, so, you know, it's going to vary here and there just because sometimes I'm going to feel a little long winded. Sometimes I won't, you know, how far along are you? Uh, it says like you're working on issue six right now, but in terms of before issue one was even released to anybody, um, how far along were you in the process? Were you working on issue three? And, you know, when issue one was was officially because is it just now because it looks like it's been out for uh, a little bit of a little bit now. Issue one came out in December. I want to say December 8th. Okay. Um, issue two came out in February. Issue three should be out here in the next couple weeks. As of as for as scripts go, I am currently I think I'm on issue seven for scripts. Nice. The art for three is complete. I'm, I can sit here on my computer and look at the first three pages for um, issue four because I had to go with a new artist. So what happened was, like I said, Pablo was was really busy. Okay. So while he was in the process of drawing issue one, I hired the cover artist who goes by then. He's an English guy who goes by the name of Alexander Singleton. I hired him to do issue two. So the funny part was issue two was actually finished before issue one was. <laughs> <laughs> so and I just sat on issue two because you know I had to make sure I gave issue one enough time to kind of breathe and get out there and let people see it. Issue two is out. Issue three is done right now. I mean I'm sit I'm, I can sit here and look at it like I said. You know it's just it's it's a process, man. It really is. You know and I, they'll come out when they come out as as often as they come out and um you know hopefully people read them and people dig it. That's the main thing, you know. Oh yeah, totally. Well, it, it's just fascinating, especially when you're doing an independent landscape because obviously things work differently. You know there is no. Uh, you know, there is no uh, main direct line, you know, through distribution because, you know, it's just insane to do any of that. You yeah, know, it really is. I mean, the diamond thing is oh, just God. crazy. Like the the numbers you have to have and they don't even do one shots anymore. And it's, it's and they take so much of your profit that it's almost it almost cripples a creator that doesn't have the kind of numbers of the following. So this is something that I'm looking like the way I look at it is like I'm a rapper and I'm selling CDs out of my trunk. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's how Ludacris got started. That's how I'm getting started in the comic book world. Uh, I think I actually down further down the road, um, our little group is going to try to independently distribute because I mean it's not really that difficult. I mean all you got to do is just put some legwork in and and look around and find stores that are friendly to indie books and you know make a little preview guide and just kind of go from there. You're not drawing the book yourself as well, which is fine because I think actually I think that's really cool. I'm really fascinated about how the back and forth of how that works. And also in the beginning of issue one, you did an, a very nice uh, intro saying thank you to everybody for everybody's support, and you mm-hmm. also said that there was a few different artists before that. Oh God, yeah, it was a, it was torture. The first artist I had was because uh, you find all these people on DeviantArt. DeviantArt's the best place to go. It really to is, try to, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's a great tool for you know someone who can't draw, such as myself. So I went on there. I found a dude who was in the Philippines. Um, it just never really worked out. He never really gave me any work. And then it, we just, I was just like, fine, that's it. I'm done with him. It just, it just, it was just a process. It was always like, oh yeah, I got something coming. I got something coming. I got something coming. Nothing ever came of it. Then I, I met a second artist who on DeviantArt who said, yeah, you know, I'm willing to, I'm willing to do it. Uh, I like the script. I think it'll be fun. Let's do this. I said, okay, great. So I said, I sent him the scripts. He said, well, the only thing is I need half the money up front for issue one. I said, okay, that's cool. I had some Christmas money because it was around Christmas of 2008, I think, or 2009. I said, mm-hmm. that's fine. So I sent him some money and um, I never got any work from him. Ew. Yeah. So I called my credit card company and you know I was able to recoup that money. So that was kind of cool. 
so I was kind of jaded by the whole process. And then I met Pablo. And like I said, Pablo's an Argentinian dude. And um, and we just kind of clicked. He's a really nice guy. He's a fantastic artist. I mean, his art is just brilliant. I mean, it really it's really great. Like the detailing of like the firearms and stuff like that is just fantastic. Yeah. He's a really great artist. But unfortunately, like I said, he was kind of in demand. So it took him a lot longer than I would have liked to get the issues completed. So I found another artist in the process. And he even said, hey, I'm sorry this took so long. If you want to find somebody else, go ahead. I said, done. I already got somebody. He's He's a third of the way through issue two, so don't worry about it. So then I have a new artist now, which kind of – it kind of – I don't want to say it, it kind of breaks the the feel of the book. But the, the second artist that I've hired is just as good as Pablo. Their styles are different. Mm-hmm. The, you know, One of them does certain things better than the other, but the styles are different. But the book looks brilliant. I mean it's – he did the cover. So the cover art is basically the art – the interior for the, uh, for the remainder of the series. Nice, nice. Yeah, so, so I'm really happy about that. And um, you know it's it's just a process, man. So when you would you uh, when you send the script, did he? Uh, of course, it was a process. But I mean, did he send you like character sketches back, and then you critiqued on that? Oh yeah, or- yeah, that was a big part of it. Was you know, what do you think about this? No, let's change this. Okay, let's change that. And the fun part about dealing with Pablo is he was again he's Argentinian. And uh, his first language ain't English. So, I mean, there were some language barriers that we had to deal with. But, I mean, we we got over that pretty well. And, you know, we had a nice little chemistry going. He was a cool guy. But, again, the work just kind of wasn't as frequent as I would have liked. So I went in a different direction. I hired an English dude by the name of Alexander Singleton who was just more about the business. Like he's like, okay, I'm going to draw this stuff. Here's your pages. Let me get my loot, which is cool because then it gets done. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, I'll I'll take finished product over over friendly conversation any day of the week. I guess I've always had a problem putting my business hat on and then taking it off while keeping the other hat on. So I applaud you for that. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you do what you got to do. I felt bad about fire and Pablo, but unfortunately it had to be done. And it was cool because he kind of stepped down as well. He was like, you know, I'm not being, I'm, I really can't keep up with the, the pace because he knew there were, you know, three more issues coming. So he's like, you know, I really can't keep up with the pace. I'm sorry. He's like, hey, man, no big deal. And, you know, it was nice of him to kind of step back and say, hey, I can't do this. And, you know, like I said, there are no hard feelings. Pablo and I are talking about working on something, maybe a one shot down the road because he's just that good, you know? Oh. Oh hell yeah! How how much is the book going for, by the way? Uh, two ninety nine. Two ninety nine per book. Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine a book. It's a, it's a pretty good deal, especially on issue two because it's gigantic. So it's it's a lot of fun. Now, uh, I've again, I've, I've not peeped out the cover for it. Is the cover going to be in color too, or is that part of the whole? The Every, whole everything's thing black, black and white. white. Everything's black and white. Okay. It's just it's just it's cost effective that way. Yeah, you know, is. if you're if you're selling a color book, you automatically have to sell your book for you know three ninety nine to try to recoup any profits. And comic book fans, you know, you're a comic book guy. I'm a comic book guy. They have a problem paying three ninety nine for an X Men book or a Spider Man book. And yeah. You know, they might not want to spend three ninety nine on a book they've never heard of, or they're going to take a take a run at. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, this goes into another interesting debate that's always big w- with the internet is uh, web versus print in the industry. You know, uh, DC has recently put out a thing saying, "Hey, I think we're stopping at two ninety nine. Two ninety nine is where we draw the line." Yeah. And Marvel, of course, is not, or at least not yet, publicly saying anything in that regard in defense of that. Do you think there is a debate between web versus print in, in any kind of any industry, not just comic strips, but in terms of comic books? Um, it's weird because when it comes to like music, I buy all my music on iTunes. I can't remember the last CD I've actually purchased. Um, 
and I like it that way because I just load it into my phone and I've got everything I need right here in one nice package. But when it comes to comic books, I mean, I'm old school. I want to feel the paper in my hand. You know what I mean? I want to I, I want to go through the joy of flipping each page and like looking at the ads and having a good time with it and going back and rereading it. So, I mean, when it came to the idea of doing, um, I guess, a web comic for 41, I, I immediately was like, no, I'm not doing it. I don't care. I don't care. I just – I want – there was nothing better than that day. It was a cold and rainy day in December when I finally got the call from the printer saying, Hey, your books are ready. And it wasn't even finally, it was, you know, three days later, Hey, your books are ready. And I went up to the print shop and I got them and I opened up that box and it was like every Christmas I've ever had rolled into one magical day because there it is. It's your comic book. You created it, your hard work and your, and your sweat and your, you know, worrying about how am I going to pay for this and how am I going to do that? And, and there it is right there in, in 22 glorious black and white pages. It was the best feeling in the entire world. So I will never, ever, ever go digital. I mean, I will sell, you know, if, if, if worse comes to worse, you know, I will mail out, PDFs of books to reviewers because it's easier that way than having to go through the rigmarole of going to the post office because the post office is a god awful confusing place. Oh Jesus, it is too. And then they get mad at you, especially because I don't go there all the time. The few times I've been out there to do shit to mail stuff out, they, they get mad at you for not knowing w- yeah. what the f- to do. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. There's like a laundry list of just fine. It looks like f- Chinese symbols on the wall. Yeah, it's and, very difficult. So you know, Jesus. I'll mail out. I'll mail out the PDFs. For people, I think that's a good way to do it. But you know, it's just for me, it's there's nothing better than you know seeing that comic book created and just going, "Wow, I did this!" You know what I mean? It's a, it's oh, a great no, feeling definitely. of accomplishment. It's very cool. Well, I, I know you said you never go digital, but in some respect, after like maybe a, two years or a year, have you thought about still making the the dead tree form the actual book? But have you thought about selling the book online for ninety nine cents? I've thought about doing that. Yeah, once you know, once I kind of get as mo- as much as I can out of the uh, the actual print run, if people want to buy it, you know, online for you know ninety nine cents, that'd be fantastic. I got no beef with that. But uh, but you know, I'm always going to print no matter what. You know, I'm even thinking about once the see once the first arc is completed, the first four issues. I'm even thinking about just printing a, a trade just for me. You know, oh, <laughs> just just to have it, just to so I can sit there and look at it and go, this is what I did. You know, I did this, so I can show my daughter one day when she's a lot older because there's some bad language in it. But I can oh, show her, hey, look, look what your daddy did while you were born, before you were born. You know, he had a lot more time on his hands. Now let's go to <laughs> soccer practice. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, uh, Bob, thank you very much for talking 41 with me here. I greatly appreciate it. Um, again, what is it? Facebook.com forward slash 41 comic and Twitter.com forward slash 41 comic? It's uh, it's Facebook.com slash 41 comic. That's where you can go if you want to get the book. You know, We'll work it out on PayPal because you know the book is basically – it's pretty cool because I've managed to get it all over the country because I have friends all over the place and people just you – know, I've done a couple of their podcasts and people come on and go, oh, the book sounds kind of cool. I'm interested to check that out. So you know, if, hey, if you have a PayPal, I can get you a book. Yeah. It's very simple. You know, granted I have to brave the post office, but you know what? I'll do it for your loyal audience, wherever they may be. <laughs> they can be in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, they can be in Manitoba, you know, uh, uh Ontario, Canada. I'll get the book to you and you will enjoy it. I I I know you will because it's a lot of fun. Well, let me let me throw this out there too because oddly enough, we have some international Do you do your international orders yet or you are you just not to that point yet? No, I've done a few. Uh I have some uh some friends and some listeners and stuff like that that, you know, are all in the mill cuz Norfolk 
Iraq's a big military town. So, yeah. you know, people that are on boats and they may be stationed in Iraq and stuff like that. And they've wanted the book and I've got, I've managed to get it to them. It may take a little longer cause you're, you know, in the middle of the fucking desert, but I can get you a book, you know, <laughs> anywhere, yeah. anywhere you may be, I can get you a copy of this book through wind, through storm. He'll get your book there. Ex- exactly. And you know what? And, and when you get it, I hope you read it and I hope you really like it because like I said, a lot of work went into it. I think the story's cool. There's enough of a mystery there where you can read it and you can enjoy it. If you basically, if you're a fan, I explained to people simply, I went to a uh, uh, Richmond comic con, which isn't very big at all. It was a very small con, but it was our first con. We looked at it as like batting practice for heroes, you heck know? Yeah, heck yeah. I looked at it and I, 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 I would look somebody in the face and go, do you like complete and utter over the top violence? And the guy was like, yeah, I dig that. I was like, well, do you like lots of bullets and guns and things like that. Like, yeah, 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 I like that. Well, then this, my friend, is the book for you. And they, and you know, and most of the time I was right. They would flip through and go, oh, I gotta, I gotta read this. I gotta buy it. So that's what it is, you know? Hell yeah. And that's uh, two ninety nine again, facebook.com forward slash 41 comic. As he said, if you have a pay, PayPal account, he'll get it to you. Uh, Bob, thanks so much for doing the show, man. I'd love to have you back on, man. It was a lot yeah, of Yeah, Nick, thanks. I really appreciate coming on. And, you know, anytime you, uh, you need a fill-in guest or something or you just need a co-host or whatever, I'll, I'm more than willing to help out. Man, that interview was so amazing and compelling. Not loud at all in the mic. I'm just so excited after hearing it. <laughs> I'm so, glad it was. It was a fun interview to do. It, Bob was it man, he offered like a lot of fun, and right? as you heard, he offered to come back and help out on the show anytime, which I thought was really, really wicked Very sweet. Admirable. Yeah, yeah, he was a really it cool was guy. Well worth it. it was. Thank you. It was compelling and rich. Yeah, forty-one comic uh, Not or Facebook dot com for Facebook Facebook dot com forward slash forty-one comic. I think we're about done. And speaking of how get get in contact with Bob France, how um, if people Con- want to get in contact with our Look show, because we uh, have stuff. We do. We, we read do. your emails. They can, they you can call us and uh, leave us a voicemail at 614-364-4088, or they can write us an email at goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. They can tweet us. Yeah, they can tweet us um, at goodbaggeeky. Um, you have a tweet, Twitter at uh, Giant Nate, and I have a Twitter at John Mateen. And uh, goodbaggeeky at Twitter. And I, uh, I'll i plug the podcast. I put out Examiner articles, and I've, mm-hmm. I, of course... Tweet to John and Nathan all the time. Also, by the time uh, that this will uh, hit the uh, website, gbgpodcast.com, and the iTunes feed, um, just a little FYI, you can check out uh, Bob's podcast, which he was keeping under the radar, um, which is now available. You can check it out, bobsboneyard.com. That's bobsboneyard.com. So check that out. I'm not even going to comment to that. All right, good. And on that note, <laughs> thanks everybody for listening like to the you. show, gbgpodcast.com, and uh, we'll see you next episode. Namaste. Yay. Get out of here without cheese. You're a creep. Go away. We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers. Go have some coffee with cream or something, because I'll tell you something. This is a happy place. What the fuck am I supposed to say? (laughs) What song is that?